Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Chasing Banners. My name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. This is episode 12 of Chasing Banners, a tribute to Scary Terry, Terry Rozier, T. Rowe, the former uh, Boston Celtic point guard who is now again paid in Charlotte. But we are not here to talk about Terry Rozier. We are here to talk about Boston Celtics, and I can never talk about Boston Celtics alone. I have to be with my amazing co-host, Ryan. Ryan, what is, uh, what's going on, man? How, how's your day going? It's going pretty well. You know, another... Sunday, Monday. We always alternate between Sunday, Monday recording. Yeah, we don't. But... You know, we just like kind of go with the flow. Yeah, no, it's just how it goes. But yeah, I'm happy to be doing this as always to talk about my favorite team in the world, the Boston Celtics. Better than your favorite team, that's for sure. That's damn right. There's no better <laughs> team to have. Well, actually, well, obviously, there's no one else listening from other fan bases to this, so I can't even really <laughs> <Yeah>. say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're most likely a Celtics fan. Yeah, no. You're, you're completely honest. Yeah, if you're not a Celtics fan. If you're not, hey, we still love you. <laughs> we still love you. We appreciate you listening to our Celtics talk, even if you're not a Celtics fan. Yeah, no, we appreciate you. But shout out, shout out Terry Rozier. Shout out Grant Williams. Um, shout out anyone who's ever worn number 12 for the Celtics. Tyshawn Prince, maybe. Evan Turner? Evan Turner was 11, wasn't he? Oh, no. Was he 11 or is he 12? Huh, I'm going to look this up. Uh, Evan dude, Turner was, was the one. No, he was definitely 11. He was my homie, huh? Let me check. Evan Turner Celtics. Evan Turner was like, he I remember. He should have been our episode last week. He was 11, damn it. Yeah, we me, should, he should have been our episode last he week. He should have been. We didn't, we didn't do a tribute episode to 11 last week because we didn't want to do it for Cantor and you know, we, we, there, there is no reason for Kyrie to get that tribute. So, uh, damn. Well, you know what? We missed, we missed the, we missed that one. We just, we missed the opportunity. We, we did. We really know, did. I'm just going to quit. <laughs> Honestly. All right, guys. That's it. This was episode 12. Uh, but no, we are, uh, <laughs> we're not going to end the episode. We're going to keep, we're going to talk about some Celtics basketball. Since the last time that we talked, the Celtics have played in three games. They were one and two before the last game they played before when we recorded, which was against the Brooklyn Nets. They lost the Bucks, beat the Blazers, and lost the Miami Heat. Actually, Ryan, you know what's kind of crazy is we have four games to talk about today because that Miami Heat game we did not get to talk about when we recorded. Right. Wow. We have a lot. So we were kind of talking about like what games we had to talk about and we just kind of skipped over this this heat game okay well let's start with the Miami heat okay so basically what happened this game um the Celtics just came out very slow they went down they were down by like 12 they were down by double digits at halftime Marcus Smart fouled out in the third quarter which kind of just like just sucked uh, he was getting some dumb fouls on Bam out of Bayou Bam out of Bayou was eating the Celtics on the boards. He had um, 21 and 12. Duncan Robinson had 21 points. Goran Dragic, uh, Jimmy Butler didn't play this game. So it's like when one, one guy goes down, one man has to step up. And Goran Dragic definitely stepped up for the Heat this game. He had 20 points, and he was just hitting like jumper after jumper after jumper, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, the Celtics just really, they tried getting back into it later on. Um, it just never really happened. Tatum had a pretty – he had a good game. No, I'm not going to say he had a decent game. He had a good game. He had 23 points, 6 for 11 shooting, uh, 7 rebounds. Jalen Brown, 
he had 18, nine for 23 shooting, 10 rebounds. Um, he kind of tried getting some things going in the third quarter in the second half. Um, but then again, he was also missing some easy, easy threes. Uh, not easy, but like open threes, I should say. Um, and, you know, it, it was just one of those games that was like, you just kept thinking the Celtics were just going to make a run. Like they were just going to be like, okay, like they got something going and then they would just, you know, foot on the pedal, like just keep going. But, you know, some bad calls from the referees um, just couldn't get anything going that game. It was kind of frustrating to watch. Um, but that was that heat game. Ryan, what are your thoughts on their, their loss to Miami on that? Uh, I think it was a, a Tuesday. I think it was August 4th. So yeah. what, what, what were your thoughts there? Uh, it was really a disappointing game, to be honest with you. Uh, this was a game that we talked about that we thought they were going to win. Mm-hmm. And if you do remember from our episodes when we were talking about what we thought they would go, we said that they were going to lose to Milwaukee. And then I think we had um, our second losses were both different. I, I don't think yeah. I said they would I think lose I, to the Heat. I think I had them losing to the Grizzlies, honestly. Yeah, I had. I think I had us losing to someone else, but yeah, it's it was kind of a weird game. With you know, it it's going to be difficult when your best defender is following out. Didn't he fall out in the third quarter? Yeah, like yeah, it's like quarter, yeah, even like, by the fourth. And I'm pretty sure Tatum was in foul trouble at some point. Wasn't he had. It? I think he only played like six minutes in the first half or something like that. Something yeah. crazy. And I think he ended with like five fouls. So. um Fall trouble is going to kill you. I mean, that wasn't really the whole thing. Like, it it doesn't help when guys like Goran Dragic go off for 20 points. It doesn't help when Duncan Robinson's hitting for 21. Bam's hitting 21. Like, Kelly Olynyk was even playing well. He had 15. Um, I mean, I don't really know. It was just it, it was just not their game, you know, especially for a guy like Jalen Brown, who we've been hyping up a lot. Like, he just couldn't get the cover off the hoop. Um, and there's just like, I don't think there's much else to it. It's just, they lost that game. They completely got outplayed. Um, I think fall trouble really killed them. Again, with Marcus Smart. um, The Heat shot 12 more free throws than the Celtics too in total. And Bam at a Bayou, um, I want to look because I want to be correct when I say this. He went um, 11 for 18 from the free throw line. He went to the free oh, throw right. line 18 times. Right, yeah. And like, he was I just think I getting... remember Tice. Tice was getting shafted on a lot of calls, too, wasn't he? No, I always get shafted on calls. Yeah, so. he's just in general, like the whole bubble, he's been yeah, kind of getting there, weird calls on. There him. was this tweet I saw. It was after the Bucks game when, uh, obviously, there was some some stuff going on with that game and the referees, but it was like someone tweeted um, – Daniel Tyson must have had sex with like the wives of every NBA referee to be getting the treatment that he's getting. Like there is just no other way of going around it. And honestly, I laughed at it. Like obviously it's a joke, but at the same time you have to think you had to have done something to that, to that extreme. If it means he's getting shafted, like you said um, in these games, but yeah, I mean, that game was just kind of like the Celtics made a, a, a little run. They outscored them in the second half by a few points, but it was just, you know, all game long, they they need to be in it the entire way. It just it just weird game, very weird it was game. It's a very weird game. But but the next night, 
only back-to-back the Celtics have. They play the Brooklyn Nets, who just came off of beating the Milwaukee Bucks, which was one of the biggest upsets in the past few years. If you want, if we want to talk about sports betting, they were a 19-point underdog, and they ended up winning by a handful of points. So if you bet like $50 on that game, you would have won like – if you bet the money line, I'm pretty sure I saw someone bet 50 and they won like 800 dollars, which like – no one thought the Brooklyn Nets were going to win, especially because they were – I'm pretty sure they were down a few guys. But regardless, the Celtics came in and absolutely destroyed them by 34 points. <laughs> um, just, it was just a slaughter. Every single person on the team, uh, on the team scored. Seven guys uh, scored in double figures. Jason Tatum had 19 points, 7 for 11 shooting. Uh, he also – he only played 18 minutes. This actually may have been the game that I mentioned earlier that he only played like six minutes in the first half. This may have been that game because he really didn't play that many minutes, and I know he didn't do much in the first half. Jalen Brown had 21 points, uh, seven for 13 shooting. That's the, uh, one thing I, I want to note, especially with Jason Tatum, is how well he's been shooting, especially since the Milwaukee game. He has been so efficient with his scoring, his three-pointers – his regular field goal attempts. Um, Jalen Brown had an off game. I said last game he sh- he, against the Heat, he shot like nine for 23 or something like that. But him as well, since the Milwaukee game, Jason Tatum especially, had been shooting very efficient. Um, Hayward had 18. Tice had 10 and 6. Uh, Marcus Smart had 12. Two for three from three. Love to see that. And this game, this game was all about Romeo Langford and Robert Williams coming Mr. off the Mr. X Factor. Oh, my gosh, dude. It Mr. X Factor. It's about, Robert Williams. It is about time these guys got playing time because they got playing time and they were absolutely killers out on the court. Romeo Langford only had four points. Listen, Romeo Langford isn't out there to score. He is out there to do literally anything that's asked of him he is one of the best defenders on the boston celtics and he's a rookie like there is no debate about that if you watch him on ball he is literally like almost impossible to get by and yeah. when someone gets by him like he literally like there was one play where they were going up with it and he stripped it out of his hand uh the guy's hands and it went off of him and then it was celtics ball like the guy just has such active hands he's so quick he has a lot of potential to be a good offensive player because that's what he was really known for in high school and college. He averaged almost 17 points a game with a broken thumb on his shooting hand. I mean, that's why his shooting form kind of got messed up. He finished the game with a plus 27. And going back to the offense I just mentioned, I completely forgot my uh, – I just completely didn't make my point. He has a lot of potential <laughs> on the offensive end. Like, I just, like, said something. I just went in talking about something else. But he has a lot of potential being a great offensive player, and that's what we really known him as being before coming to the NBA. But he is – so much better on defense and that says like a lot like he is just so great just just watch just watch Romeo Langford highlights on defense and you tell me that that isn't good and then of course Robert Williams 18 points in 18 minutes seven for seven from the field four for four from the free throw line five rebounds three blocks plus 21 box score Robert Williams just hasn't been playing like I don't know why I mean, I know he's kind of been injured. Like, he came off an injury, but he's had more than enough time uh, to get healthy. And, but Brad Stevens still wouldn't have played him, played him. Played him this game, and since this game, he's been playing consistent minutes, and he's honestly deserved them. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on, you know, Romeo Lankford, Robert Williams finally getting playing time, and what do you think that these guys can do for the team as far as, like, you know, making them better or helping the bench out? Well, just thinking about it with Romeo Lankford – 
So when Jalen first got on the team, one thing that I really noticed about him that was his strong side was his defense. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when you look at Jalen Brown from when he was a rookie, you saw, like, how raw he was. He was very athletic. Uh, you noticed that his handles had to get a little bit better, which he's improved on a lot. And he's quick. He's agile. And he plays tough defense. And what he turned around, if, if you see something else, but what I think he started to turn around is his offense the past few years. And that's something that I can kind of see with Romeo Langford. You know, when Jalen um, was first on the team as a rookie again, he wasn't getting, like, a hell of a lot playing time. Barely I mean, he, played, honestly. Yeah, so like, that's what I was saying. He didn't play that much. He'd get minutes here and there. But when he came on the court, what he reminds me of, that's, that's who R- Romeo Langford reminds me of. He just comes on the court, uses all of his energy. He's very gritty on defense. And hopefully – Langford can turn his offensive side around because he can score in college. Uh, he did have to deal with his thumb all year. So it really affected his offensive talent. But in a few years, if he kind of turns out to be what Jalen is to a lower extent, that'd be awesome. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I see from him right now. I just see a, a lot of defense. I notice his offense can get better, but his defensive side is really what's going to help this team right now. So that's what his main focus should be because we already have the score set in place. Uh, no, for sure. And the way he plays too, like, you know, you mentioned like he makes his biggest impact on defense. Yeah. He's an easy guy to plug in with any lineup, whether it's the bench, the starters even, because he doesn't need the ball in his hands to like, right. make a difference on the court. Like against the, against the Nets, he shot um, one for three and he was a plus 27 throughout the entire game. Like he just doesn't need the ball to be effective or be a game changer. Like that's just not who he is. Right. And there's a, there's a lot of, you know, people that think you need the ball and you need to score to be effective to make an impact on the game. You know, like Romeo Langford, like he doesn't need to touch the ball at all during the game. As long as he plays tough defense and he doesn't let anyone score on him, I'm fine with that. Um, Then, Oh, were you gonna say? Oh something? yeah, huh? One, one. I just want to throw this fun fact in there. The Celtics are five and zero, and Romeo Langford plays uh, more than twenty minutes a game. So just keep that in mind. That's wow! I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Um, the next guy I want to move on to, though, is Robert Williams. I've been saying this guy is a massive X factor to this team because what he can bring to the team, and what he can also, when he doesn't play, what he takes away from the team. So, obviously, we already saw what he takes away from the team when he doesn't play. We're looking for a rim defender, uh, rim protector, uh, an athletic big, and that's something the fans have been asking for all season as a big. And yep. the thing is, he is the big of the future, and we're starting to see it right now. The one thing I have uh, a problem with him, which is why I don't think he was playing a lot to start, is his maturity. He bites a lot, a lot, a lot on pump fakes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one thing right now that he needs to focus on because it's, it's, it's going to kill him. There's been a lot of times where I've just seen a guard do one pump fake and they're by him. It's, it's almost every pump fake he falls for. So it's something that he really needs to work on because once he gets that down and stops biting, there's no one, no one's going to be able to get around him. He'll, he'll, it's just, it's just maturing. Other than that, though, I am so happy because I'm such a big fan of Rob Williams. 
Seven for seven, 18 points. He went four for four from the field and also had a plus 21 plus minus. So um, just that, it's been incredible that he's actually starting to get playing time. And this is where his playing time has really started was yep. with this game. And the next two games to follow, which we'll talk about, um, what I've been seeing from those past two games. But, yeah, Romeo Langford, something that he does very well is his defense. He needs to keep that up. Robert Williams, he just needs to mature a little bit more because I feel like that his, is his biggest flaw right now is just maturity. And was there another guy that you asked me about? Um, I think those were the only two. I feel like those were the two biggest, you know, takeaways from that game. Obviously, I mean, we won by 34 points, and we had a bunch of guys in double figures. But, like, those two guys, like, that's what I really took away from that game. Yeah. And, and then uh, – Also, no, one more, yeah, go one ahead. more guy – um, Semi Ojale, I think I've said it before. Semi Ojale's defense is awesome. I love when he plays defense. I think if you put him on someone who's strong and tough, like a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo or LeBron, uh, it's a better matchup than probably putting. Uh, I I can't even think of anyone right now. I just think Semi's defense is great. But one thing I really hope that he improves on, which I been waiting for him to improve on because he hasn't really taken a step since we've drafted him is this corner three mm-hmm. and not even just the catch and shoot from anywhere around the arc just if he can become a corner three specialist and play good defense and be a a just a brick wall I'll be perfectly fine with that I've been waiting for him to really take on that three-point role um I I brought this up to you before I wanted him to become like a James Posey because okay. James, James Posey was so killer from the corner. And that it, it becomes an important factor of the game. Like, if you just keep missing corner shots and they're wide open, obviously you're not going to score. I mean, there's no points you're getting out of that. But semi Ojale, I'm just truly hoping that corner three is something that he starts to notice. He can be very effective at. He does take shots, but he bricks them. So – he just needs to improve that. I have a love-hate relationship with Semi Ojale. I think, like, he can do such great things for the team. I just don't think he's gotten much better since he's entered the league. I just think he's – Yeah. Like, he does too much, I feel like. Like, he's just needs to work. Defense is there. We already know that. Just get the shot down. Like, be a consi- – I know it's, it sounds like it's asking for a lot, but if for a guy that really doesn't do much other than shoot the ball, all I'm asking for is just become a 40% three-point shooter and be a good defender. Just be the best 3 and D guy you can be, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Don't be trying to drive. Don't be – like, and it, it, it upsets me, like, and it confuses me when I say this, too. I say don't drive or anything like that. Like, take advantage of the muscle you have. He's just, like, I don't know. Like, I, he's just, like, not that great at it. He just really hasn't gotten better at that part of the game. He just needs to be a 3 and D, focus on that, and everything will be will be all set. But that's just my two cents. I I want he, Semi Oshley to do well, but – it's, it's not like he had a lot of hype when we drafted him in the first Yeah, I mean, he was, a thir- he was the 37th overall pick. It's not like he was a first-rounder yeah, or anything. But when you're like – when there has been, like, actually zero improvement exactly. <laughs> over yeah, exactly. that span of time, like, you've been the same player for that long. Like, mm-hmm. 
you no, have exactly. to you have to improve in something. Like you've played defense the same way. That he like I can't tell you how many times I've seen him get a wide open corner three and brick it and miss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, like it's infuriating because the corner is. three is one of the easiest shots. Like to hit on <laughs> yeah. the court. it's like what else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna bring to the table here if you're gonna be missing those shots? But yeah, that that it's unfortunate. I want Sammy to do well. Obviously, I want anyone on the team to do well. It's just tough sometimes. Um, but I guess that'll lead us into our next game against the Toronto Raptors. I thought this game was going to be a lot closer than what it ends up being. The Celtics beat the Raptors 122 to 100. Um, the Raptors are the number two seed. They locked up the number two seed in the East, just as the Celtics have locked up the number three seed in the East. But the Raptors are a team that a lot of people consider to be, if there is going to be a team that takes out the Bucks, it's, it's going to be the Raptors. If there's another team in the East that's going to make it to the finals other than the Bucks, it's going to be the Raptors. And, you know, for good reason. They, they have been playing un, unreal all season, not just in the bubble, in the bubble, but all season they've been playing unreal. Um, but the Celtics, they just, they just did, they just like steamrolled them this game. I mean, yeah. Tatum Brown had 18 and 20. I mean, that's just kind of like what we've been seeing from them. They both shot 7 for 14. Um, Jalen Brown, 4 for 8 from 3. I also want to throw in there that Jalen Brown is, like, slowly becoming, like, an actual sharpshooter. Like, I feel like he's just, like, for, obviously from when he came into the league to now is just night and day. Like, that's not even the words to describe it. Yep. It's just his shot is so smooth, and he does it in motion. Like, like so catches silky. it, just pops it. Like, it's not even, like, he can be a few feet behind the line. Like, such a silky shot. Like, it's just a thing of beauty. I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, Kemba Walker had 17 off the bench. Brad Wanamaker, who, you know, I, I, I give – I say what I say about Brad Wanamaker, but I give credit where credit is due. He had 15 points, 6 for 8 shooting. Robert Williams, once again, got more minutes. He got 11 minutes instead of 18, but he had 10 points, uh, 4 rebounds. Um, and let's see. Uh, Tice had 11 and 11, so that was pretty big. Hayward only had 9 points, but he only shot 7 shots. He really didn't do that much, and he really didn't have to. Uh, they held Toronto. Pascal Siakam had 11 points. Fred VanVleet, 13. Both those guys shot uh, a total of 9 for 29 from the field, which that, that, is, that is just incredible defense on the Celtics' part. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, they just, like, killed them. Like, that is just really, like, the only way to put it. Like, they just steamrolled through them from start to finish. In the fourth quarter, the, the Raptors outscored them by 12. but that at that point it didn't matter. The Celtics outscored them by 19 in the third. They shot 49% from the field, 35% from three, and they held the Raptors shooting 43% from the field and 26% from three. Um, it's games like that that, you know, remind me. I mean, I, I'll say it. I would have said it before this game, and I'll say it right now. In a seven-game series, the Boston Celtics are going to beat the Toronto Raptors. As great as the Toronto Raptors are, and they are a great great team i'm not trying to downplay that we're better in a seven game series the they should be better them, and they should be no and you're exactly right the raptors are one seat ahead of us they have more wins than us awesome but when it comes to the playoffs it's a whole different thing we beat them three times to one in the regular season you can say whatever you want about the regular season so be it whatever we beat them three to one in the regular season in the playoffs, semi-game series. Fun fact also, the Celtics and Raptors have never played in the playoffs before. I don't know if you knew that, but that is, I'd never really, like, I don't know. They just never crossed paths in the playoffs. Just seeding never worked out. So there's a very good chance that we see them going up against each other um, in this year's playoffs. Um, 
but just in a seven game series, the Celtics, they have, they have their number. Like they just, every, everything that the Raptors have, the Celtics have. And I think that they are just better. Like the Pascal, Celtics are better. Like Pascal Siakam is going to be the go-to score for the Raptors. And we have Jason Tatum and they put up almost identical numbers. Who is the second guy? Fred Van Vliet. Okay. We got Kyle Tim Lowry. Walker. Kyle Lowry too. And all right. So you take the top three, you got Siakam, Van Vliet and Lowry, and then you got Tatum, Kemba, and Brown. You, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, you're taking have the three Celtics. solid guys, but you're going to take those three Celtics. And then Gordon Hayward, we'll talk about him in a minute, who went off against the Magic. He's the fourth option. His average is he's averaging 17 and a half points now, and his percentages are incredible. Like when you have those four guys, if even three of them, like one of them's having a bad night, but three of them are having solid good nights and one of them's having, like, a really good night, it's going to be tough to beat that team in general. But I just think they have the Raptors number. I think that it is a series. I'm not saying that the Celtics would, like, sweep them. I think it would be a, definitely be a six- or seven-game oh, series. It would be a tough series. It would be a very tough series, but I just think the Celtics would get the upper hand there. Um, yeah. No, we played, we played terrific against Toronto. I loved every minute of that game. Um, I honestly think we are the better team. All season, I think we've been the better team. Obviously, the seeding doesn't show it. Uh, but, you know, when they have a guy like Nick Nurse at coach and he's made his team realize who they are and how they have to play, um, it, it's, it's tough to beat that team because Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse has done a great job with that. Like, he's, he's honestly made them realize who they are. Hey, guys, there's not really a star in our team. Our best player is Pascal. And then after that, we have Kyle. And then after that, there's not much else. So be aware of who you are and how to play. And they've done a terrific job with that. But I wanted to point out, um, Kendrick Perkins was talking about Jalen Brown, I think it was, the other day. I think he's the one that tweeted this. But he, if I'm correct, said that he is slowly becoming one of the best shooting guards in the league. And to be, I think it was Perk. And to be honest with you, I can't argue that. Because if you put a list of names in front of me right now and you tell me to put them in order, I'm at least having Jalen Brown top 10 of shooting mm-hmm. guards. Oh, and, abs- yeah, and, sure. And I just want to – I looked this up real quick just based off of um, player efficient rating, um, player efficiency, and so PER, and um, based off of qualified guys, and qualified guys in here are like Luca and Paul George. But Jalen Brown is number 10 – in the league for PER, right behind CJ McCollum, Shy, Gilgis, Alexander. Uh, if Stud. I was just yeah, I was just gonna say Shy, but I said the whole name. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, D'Angelo Russell, which is pretty incredible. I don't know how. Devin Booker, Paul George, Bradley Beal, Luka Doncic, and James Harden. So if you take the guys out of there, like Luka Doncic, I mean, like he qualifies as a shooting guard. Paul George qualifies as a shooting guard, uh, which he is, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, D'Angelo Russell's in the mix there, but if you take the list of shooting guards in the league and you put them in a list, Jalen Brown has to at least be top 10 and he's proved it. He's proved it this year. I think top 10 is kind of like high too. I would think, I would honestly consider him, you could argue that he's a top five guard uh, shooting guard in the NBA. And it was, it was Kendrick Perkins. He said that Jalen Brown to me is the best all around shooting guard in the league. Yeah. I mean, like there's still like. James Harden you have to compete with and the guys yeah, I just said, course. but it, it's 
it's really hard not to put him in the top 10 for shooting guards in the league. It really is. And the fact that Jason Tatum's slowly or is considered a top 15 guy in the league, just wait until Jalen reaches his full potential. Jalen Brown too. really isn't that much We're about to have here. a we're about to have a top five small forward power forward swing and yeah. a top five shooting it's, guard. It's MJ and a top and Pippen, ten bro. point guard. Top it's ten MJ point guard Pippen. in the league. I know. Yeah. It, it's wild because, like, Jalen Brown, I mean, obviously Jason Tatum is, you know, where Jason Tatum, where he is tier-wise. But then Jalen Brown really isn't, like, too far behind him. He's like not. He has his not. own parts of his game that is better than Jason Tatum's. Yep. So, like, defense i jace tatum has become a phenomenal defender but i think Jalen brown still holds the edge against him um honestly shooting wise it's kind of evening out right now like it's i mean Jason tatum's a killer but Jalen brown like i mentioned like he's getting there like he really is and then like uh like finish he's a strong finisher uh he's gotten better with his handle like there's a lot of parts of his games that we can pick and choose right now and say who's better at what like we're not we don't have to get into that but they're compare like they're really not that far off from each other. And they also did this part on NBC Sports where they were like, "Okay, if you could trade Jalen Brown for this player, would you do it?" And they basically threw Jimmy Butler, no; CJ McCollum, no; Devin Booker, no. And the reason why they said no is because individually, as an individual talent, would I say someone like Devin Booker is better than Jalen Brown? Yeah, I'm going to say Devin Booker is better than Jalen Brown. One-on-one, down picking Devin Booker. But you have to look at it from a team perspective. Jalen Brown fits into the Celtics system so perfectly. You can't say that about Butler or McCollum or even Booker because especially with someone like Booker, he's going to be taking a lot of shots. He's going to be taking a lot of shots away from Jalen Brown. He's pro, uh, from Jace Tatum, I mean, and the Kemba Walker. He's not as all around. I mean, he's getting there. I think he's definitely improved his game as a passer and as being a team oriented player, but Jalen Brown, you could argue is a better all around player than Devin Booker right now, just because he fits the system. He fits what the team needs. He does. He has no ego. That's the thing about Jace Tatum and Jalen Brown. What makes them so special together is that neither one of them have an ego. Yeah, Jason Tatum made the jump. He had his 30, 40 point games. He had his moments, but that was in, in no way taken away from other guys. Like if you look at those performances, like when Tatum was having his run, Jalen Brown was also having a run where he had like, uh, like seven, eight, nine, or whatever it was, games where he had like twenty something. 20 plus points a game like he was killing it himself people were just talking about Tatum that's what makes him so good and that's why like when you talk about like trading guys like wanting to trade Jalen Brown or something it's just like the logic isn't really there because if it's not broken don't fix it like that's not the guy you need to get rid of I'm not trying to say like people are saying this but like if you were to think oh we should like someone say we should trade Jalen Brown for one of those guys it's just like no, because it just changes everything, and everything that they have right now is working just fine. Yeah, Jalen. I mean, Jalen Brown's always been rumored to get traded, and a lot of people have always wanted him traded, and I've never been able to see why. Because pe- people, uh, aren't patient. people aren't paid. They see a superstar come out, and it's just like we need to get him, and it's just like okay, but we're not Danny Ainge. We don't actually know what they're asking for. Like when Paul George was available. They could have been asking for Jalen Brown. They could have been asking for him, Terry Rozier, and like three first-round picks. We don't know. It's just like in our heads we'd say we do these things. And you know what? That's why we're not GMs because we could have done something like getting Paul George and it would just, you know, turn around and just like 
blow up in our face and we're gone jam we're down jalen brown we're down yep. a few draft picks that turns into whatever and you know who knows what position we'd be in and paul george obviously left the thunder he signed an extension but he left Kawhi leonard he was a, he was on the market would would it have been awesome to get Kawhi Leonard and win a championship with him in one year? Yeah, but not if it means trading away someone that's going to be with us for five, six, seven years. Like, it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? People don't understand that Danny Ainge is trying to do what Golden State did. That's they, literally you built, Golden, you people, built through the draft. You built through the draft, and that's wonder, what Danny has done. People wonder where Golden State came from. They came from the draft. Steph Curry, yes. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. That's their dynasty right there. They got all yep. those guys in the draft. They didn't trade them. They could have. There was a, you know, I've read these things about Clay Thompson getting to get traded to the the Timberwolves with Kevin Love or Steph Curry getting traded for um Andrew Bogut on the Bucks or something like that, but they didn't. They stayed patient and they won three championships together. Obviously, Kevin Durant was there for two of them, but they put themselves in a position where they could become that dynasty and then go out and get someone like Kevin Durant. That's yep. what they did. The Celtics are putting themselves in a position. I mean, already they got obviously it's Kevin Walker. Formula. Kevin Durant isn't the same player like Kevin Durant's obviously, you know, Kevin Durant. But it's like you got two young guys that you took in the draft, Marcus Smart even, you can argue, who was an essential piece to this team. And they went out and they uh, got Kemba Walker. You know, it's just like that's how it works. And yep. that's how people have to uh, deal with it. Uh, Danny Ainge can see into the future. He's got a magic crystal ball. He knows what's going to happen. And he, that's why he stays away from those trades. And he just sticks with what he has. Danny Ainge is smarter than you, the listener. And Danny, we trust. That's all I got to say. So There's no that, trade override in real life. No. <laughs> that, is, that is true. So uh, we got our last game against the Orlando Magic, which was played yesterday. It wasn't quite like the, the Nets-Raptors uh, games, like we mentioned. They did not kill the Magic. Should have been, been like that. It should have. You know, the Magic are the eighth seed. Like, I'll give it to them. Like, they are, you know. They actually no. They didn't have Fournier. They didn't have Aaron Gordon, and they obviously Jonathan didn't. Isaac. Uh, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, for his ACL. That's what I'm saying. So they actually should not have let this game be as close as it was, but they did. Um, Gordon Hayward, 31 points, 12 for 18 from start to finish. He was just on another level. Seven. He also had nine rebounds, five assists. Just playing the best that we have seen him play. Honestly, not even all year. I mean, that was probably one of the best games he's had in a Celtics uniform, just because of how close it was the impact he had on that game, all that good stuff. Jalen Brown, 19 points, 7 for 19 shooting, uh, 12 rebounds. Didn't really have, you know, the best shooting game, but he, he scored 19. And then, and then we got Mr. Jason Tatum, who had 29 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, who I'd also like to point out before I go on any further, Jason Tatum's playmaking, not only his assist numbers, but his playmaking ability in general has been looking exquisite since being in Orlando. He just looks like a much, much better team, uh, all-around team player. He was always a guy who only averaged three assists a game. He's had eight assists. He had six assists tonight on 29 points. He has just done a better job of getting his teammates involved, which is honestly probably the next step in Tatum's progression is seeing him average more assists, like around the four or five assists mark. I'm not trying to stretch it i'm not trying to uh ask too much of tatum but i think that's the next step in his career is getting those numbers up but 29 points nine of those points came in the last minute of regulation and overtime if you watch the game you watch jace tatum hit a clutch three-pointer when the celtics were down five to get them to within two with 
a little less than 40 seconds left and then hits the turnaround fadeaway. If you saw the shot against RJ Barrett at the beginning of the year against the Knicks, kind of similar to that, had Marco Fultz on him, shook him one way. Marco Fultz kind of actually really got shook on that play and mm-hmm. hit him wide open, hits the fadeaway jumper, a um, few seconds left. The Magic didn't do anything. Once goes to overtime, Tatum scores uh, four points in overtime. Not as electric as it was to end the game. But, man, Ryan, I don't fanboy that much. Like, I, you know, I have my guys. I have the guys that I enjoy the most on their team. Like, I, I like, you know, Jason Tatum. I think him and Marcus Smart are my two favorite players on the team. But, bro, Jason Tatum is so good. Like, he is very good. He is – 22 years old and there was a statistic he's like shoots like 60 percent in clutch time and he hit the two biggest shots of the game to send the team to send the celtics to overtime like obviously he doesn't hit the three the game's over like if that shot didn't go in the match got the rebound the game's over like essentially it's over or at least 99 percent chance the celtics lose that game but tatum comes up clutch he, come, he shows up when it matters the most. He hits the biggest shots of the game for the Celtics. And I just – I don't know, man. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, he's just, like, so clutch, like one of the most clutch players in the league. If we're, being, if we're going off statistics and we're going off of uh, makes and misses, he's up there. He is yep. up there with the best of them. And it's just like having a guy like that on our team – and knowing that we also have someone else like Kemba Walker, who didn't play in overtime because of minutes restriction. He shot one for nine, Kemba Walker, over five from three. But you know that Kemba Walker can show up in those big moments. You know that he can. But it's just the fact that we have a 22-year-old that can do that for us when someone else can't do that. It's just – that's such a good feeling to have. And, it, like, just seeing – like, we talk highly of Jason Tatum, but actually seeing him go out and do that is just, like – it's just so great to see Three things I got to talk about. One has to do with Jason Tatum. To me, he might turn into the Truth Junior. Dude, I think the Truth Junior. I just like a I, more athletic Paul Pierce. Yes, a little more athletic, a lot more athletic. Yes, more athletic a lot, a lot more athletic. Paul Pierce was low key athletic when he was younger, though. So don't forget, he used to dunk on everyone's head. Also, an underrated defender as well. Yes, very. He was a, just. Paul Pierce is a dog. I say that every week. Um, so don't forget it. Jason Tatum, honestly, might turn into the Drew Jr. I'm not even kidding. Like, he's just all the confidence in the world. Like, he knows what's going to happen. He knows he's going to make the shot. If he misses the shot, oh, well, you get it next time. But Jason Tatum, I love how this kid is on our team. He played 41 minutes um, that game. You know, he went uh, – again, he had 29 points. And then there was uh, there was something else I wanted to point out. Oh, nine rebounds, six assists. So he was close to a triple-double, but obviously he didn't get it. But, yeah, Jason Tatum, he's going to become very clutch for this team. I mean, out of all the players in the league, he's probably one of the most clutch there is currently. Um, the next thing I wanted to bring up was Gordon Hayward. One thing I noticed yesterday when he was getting the mismatch was Vucevic a lot. Um he took advantage of that and uh, really blew by Vucevic um, a good amount of times. He was being very aggressive, attacking the paint. And it honestly reminded me of an older uh, or a vintage Gordon Hayward, like pre-leg um, injury, 
Uh, the way he would attack a rim and just absolutely dunk it. Uh, he did that twice to Vucevic, I'm pretty sure, when he was attacking the rim. And it just reminded me of what he used to look like. I haven't really seen him attack like that in a while. And he was looking real aggressive. So that was a, a big sign. Hayward for him. Is, uh, he's leading the team in uh, drives to the basket, too. He averages like 10 drives a game, which yeah. obviously is like really nice to see from him, especially. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what you want to see. I'm glad that he does that. I really am. And then um, also another thing I noticed about him was now that I just forgot it. I've <laughs> you, I, uh, I just are you forgot talk it. Was... about uh, Gordon Hayward's mustache and how good it looks? All right. You're, <laughs> me you're, not, you're telling me he isn't trying to get the powers of Larry Bird right now? Can I tell you something? Mustache? People are wondering, like – why Gordon Hayward is playing so well. I'll tell you this. He doesn't have a wife to go home to. He doesn't have three daughters that he has to worry about. He can play video games all night long in Orlando. I'm telling you, he was playing, he was streaming all night before he dropped 31, bro. He was on, he just, he was hot the night before and he just carried it over against the magic. Daddy is always happy. And Daddy now, is always dad, he's happy. Daddy is waiting on yes. his son to arrive. Unfortunately, oh. he's – I'm actually – real quick, I'm going to hate that. If he keeps playing the way he is, I'm going to hate when he has to I leave know. the bubble. I know. That's just a – that's one less scoring option we have. And honestly, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to happen. It, I think it'll be okay because if he goes – from when it came out, he's probably only going to miss like two games probably. Cause if it's Hopefully. within four or five days, he goes a little early. He's with his wife. She gives birth. He's with her for like a day. Usually if you leave the bubble and you stay on top of testing and like, you don't get caught doing anything like going to a strip club and getting some, some wings in Atlanta, shout out Lou will, shout um, out which Lou. I don't think Gordon Hayward's going to be seeing at strip clubs, getting hot wings in Boston. I just don't know if that'll happen, but besides the point, um, I think uh, he'll come back after a day or so, come back into the bubble and get cleared to play. I think four days is really the benchmark is like if you leave and come back. But honestly, they've been kind of kind of like lenient, kind of going easy on some guys. So maybe they'll do like three days or something. I don't think it'll be that bad, but I, I do. I know what you mean. Like it will be annoying, especially if, you know, we played the, the semifinals and Hayward has averages like 25 a game, like through that series. And then we go into Milwaukee and he's just not there for the first two or three games, whatever it may be like, mm-hmm. that, that's annoying. I get that. But at the same time, I mean, we've said it before, like you can't really get mad at Hayward for, you know, leaving the bubble and doing what he's going to end up doing. Like it, that, that is just like, he's, he's, he's doing a family thing. His son. Yeah. I got to respect it. Can't even I get mean, mad at him. never had his son before. You telling me that this guy is not going to be there when his son is born. Like, come on. Uh, Yeah considering he has three daughters we've all been waiting he, for this he deserves it we've all been waiting for this he deserves it get that man a celtics jersey now he is the gordon hayward jr of the future he's gonna uh, be like a, a him and deuce are gonna be best friends yes imagine if they're teammates in the future that'd be <laughs> gordon hayward jr and deuce deuce tatum yeah i can see it one more thing my third thing i want to point out though um, is about Robert Williams, Mr. X Factor. Uh, when he played in the game against Orlando, the one thing I really noticed about him, you know, he doesn't need the ball. He just need alley-oops. He just needs to be on the backside cut, 
and he also just needs to swat the hell out of everything. Sets and that, frames, lobs, yes. and, uh, and uh, block shots. Literally, that's all I need from him. All right, so he literally needs to be Clint Capella and DeAndre Jordan, and he's doing that perfectly right now. Again, he needs to get more mature. And another thing I saw about him, a connection that I've really enjoyed seeing is between him and Marcus Smart. And, mm-hmm. you know, I – I could see them being boys, honestly. They just – I can see that being a thing. Just Robert Williams is kind of a goof in his own way. He's not really outgoing, but he's kind of like, you know, low-key a goof to me. He's Rob Williams. And, yeah, he's Rob Bobby, Williams. Sleepy he's Bobby. Lord. And then Marcus Smart, just, you know, he is the biggest goof of all time, but also the scariest human of all time. But I Dude, love I that a, connection. I have a question for you, Ryan. Do you, uh, what? Do you, uh, do you like Marcus Smart or, or something? No. No? Not a fan of him? No. no. Actually, the worst player in the league. <laughs> I think he – if you want to win a title, he can't be on your team. I don't think there's any room in, in the league for guys like him. No room, no. No room just, in the league for so guys like him. He's so aggressive, just like – just his attitude, like – He's just always causing about. a ruckus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, no, very I, poor. I don't like his drip. I don't like the <laughs> – I don't like how much he fits with the team. It's too much. Yeah, nope. Don't like it at all. I'd rather uh, have Kyrie Irving back on this team. <laughs> all right. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Okay. Well, let's, all right. Let's, uh, Kyrie let's... should be a swear at this point. It should be. The, the K word? Yes. You can't say swear. that on this. That's that, that word. I, is all right. I, okay. I, I don't. Let's get this straight. I don't dislike Kyrie Irving's basketball talents because I think he's actually one of the best ball handlers of all time, might be. I dislike how he treated the Celtics and its fans, but he does a lot for the community and he does a lot for other people. If you go and look at all the stuff he's done, I think he started like a $1.5 million um, fund for for the the WNBA. Yeah. Yeah. And like other than that, and he's been donating a bunch of food while, um, uh, COVID pandemic has been going on, but yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, okay. I don't, I don't know, dude. Like let's, just let's, 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 why do you clear. have to be cool at sometimes? Let, let's be, be clear. A dick? The Celtics, Celtic <laughs> fans do not like Kyrie Irving because one, he said he, he was going to come back to a sick season ticket holders at the TD garden and said, listen, I'm planning on resigning. Then he comes out with a Nike commercial where his band, where his jerseys hanging in the rafters saying he doesn't want, he wants to be the reason why no one wears number 11 again. And then he goes on to leave Boston for Brooklyn after one of the worst playoff performances of his career against the Milwaukee two, Bucks. Two, yeah. two well, of them. Well, that well, whole series, series. The series was just bad for and him. And he also gave up on the Celtics. Here's the thing. Game. Here's the thing about Kyrie so Irving, the player. Kyrie Irving, the player, when he is healthy, is a top three point guard in the NBA. I said that before. When he was in Cleveland, that wasn't even a debate. And then he comes to Boston, and all of a sudden, there's like five guys ahead of him. I was like, no, he is still a top three point guard. I'm still, if he's healthy in Brooklyn, I'll I'll put him top five. I think Steph Curry's the best. I think Damian Lillard shot up the charts, and then you got Kyrie. I thought Kyrie was number two, and then Damian Lillard, obviously, just you know, he's just insane. So you can, those three, I think, are the best three point guards. Kyrie Irving has the best handles of all time. I am Allen Iverson is one of my favorite players of all time. 
Kyrie Irving has better handles than Allen Iverson. Just the things that he can do with the basketball. He Kyrie, does, no, he does. He does. It's just it's 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 it's. I don't even have the words to describe. I could stutter. I can go on for like thirty minutes trying to think of a word. I, I wouldn't just it look up a highlight correct. tape. Best it, handles, then, Kyrie then Irving, finishing under the basket, like the his ability to create shots for himself being able to shoot the way he does too like incredible it's just and you're right as a person I don't like the reason why he left he wanted to be near his family his grandfather passed away it was and he wanted to be with his family I get that I I have no issue with that whatsoever it's just the fact that he said all these things and then just went back on his word and just like just, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I would be probably a little bit more upset, too, if the Celtics weren't as good as they are. But we got Kemba, so everything kind of worked out. But it's like he kind of left Boston in a bad position. I mean, Al Horford really left because he didn't know what was going on. Kyrie was leaving. So it's just like, okay, he turned the team inside out. Jalen Brown almost wanted to leave because he was just so mentally, like, just drained from that yeah. team last year. Um, it's just I have nothing really against him as a person, as a player, it's just the way he handles his business in basketball, just the way he says things. These young guys, even when these young guys, you're 25 years old. These young guys don't know how to play in Cleveland. Someone asked him, he said he wanted to stay in Cleveland for the rest of his career. I mean, he was younger when he said that, but it's like, you know, you gotta be smart with what you say. And it's not like he was beating around the bush and kind of people put words in his mouth. He straight up said in Boston, I plan on re-signing. He literally can't made a commercial, that. made a commercial, a Nike I can commercial. It. Like you can't do that. And then just like change your mind. Like it's just, what you, what do you expect to happen? You expect people to be like, Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Like, no, you're going to piss a lot of people off. I'm not as pissed about it. Really. I never really was that pissed. It's annoying, but like, I don't know that that's why I'm just pissed. How that's where the hatred comes I'm, from. All right. So, with that trade, nothing even really happened coming out of that IT Kyrie trade. Like it was no, nothing. Kind of just not. Got... There's nothing that there was really. The only impact that happened, Isaiah Thomas didn't really impact Cleveland in any way because his hip was fucked up, and also he didn't even really play when he was there, and then he got shipped off to Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he got uh, traded to the Lakers. Yeah, when year. they got Jordan Crawford and um. Not Jordan no, Clark, Crawford. Uh, no, Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then I think they – Larry George Nance? Still? Larry Nance came that, in. Was that also. that trade? Yeah, I think so. And then also – but the impact Kyrie had was negative because we had yeah. the, the <laughs> amount of expectations that, that, that those teams had for two years straight, the playoff run that we went on without our two best players supposedly – and then last year when he was – where the team was supposed to be sick and make it to the finals because we made it to the game seven the year before without – with Everyone, two everyone was like, skip the regular season. It's going to be Celtics-Warriors. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. something wins. Like, yeah. And, and just – And people fed into it. I mean, I, for one, I thought they were going to be high 50s. Like, that's why I thought their win total was going to be – It just shows – it just shows the impact Kyrie Irving had considering – how this season went and how much better the team was chemistry wise, how much better the team was in general. Chemistry, how, how chemistry trumps best talent. chemistry, best chemistry in the league. It's true. I mean, and, just and there were so me. many issues. There were so many issues on that team last year. So yeah. many. he, he had it. He had like the thing that I didn't like about it was he had the LeBron persona where he was very talkative 
to the media about his teammates. LeBron didn't mm-hmm. do it this year, but last the like yeah. for a while for years, LeBron that's was an, so that's another thing. Kyrie kind of threw his teammates under the bus at some yeah. point. He just said he says too much. You just need to know when to stop talking. That's the, that's right. what. But that the thing is, no one put words in his mouth. No one put him into that situation. He he dug his own grave. Like he's the one that kept saying things and just kept doing all these things. It was just like uh, he did it to himself. But anyway, okay, okay, okay. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's in the first half. That not gonna word, lie. That word is banned from here on out, just to save us from these types of conversations. Agreed. Agreed? I, I don't know if I can agree on it because it might oh. come up again. All right. Well, the, the name <laughs> is banned. We can refer to him Chasing as Chasing Banners else. has banned Kyrie from the yeah. dictionary. <laughs> Kyrie, you are not in our Chasing Banners dictionary anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vibe man. check. Vibe check. Player. We'll see you in the playoffs probably next year. I'm January, vibe checking but... your third eye, bro. Third eye don't exist, bro. Third eye don't exist. That's all a bunch of. I got two of them, and I got two of them, and both of them are telling me your third eye does not work. <laughs> I got two eyes, and they're telling me something different. But all right, uh, that's all I really have to throw in. Ryan, is there something else you want to say other than other than what we just talked about for the past ten minutes? No, I think that was a pretty good way you to think end you it. Got everything off your chest. Yeah, no, for the most part. Until I mean, next week. I mean. Uh, I would like an apology. <laughs> I would like an apology. We haven't gotten it yet. We haven't gotten it yet. But hey, he right. did the same thing. To, I'm just gonna say it again, real quick. He's doing the same thing to Brooklyn too. He's playing y'all so Yo, they hard. They said they're like, it can't be so that bad. Hard. We'll take, we'll take him. It can't oh. be that bad. Then you get him, and it's like, wait a minute. Where's he been all year? Yeah, I think they were trying to tell us something. And he avoided. He avoids every team. Like he avoids. I went to the Celtics game when they came to Boston. Everyone's chanting, "Where is he?" Uh, All this stuff. He didn't even show up at first. Okay, I spent a hundred dollars on those tickets. At first, I thought the fans took it too far, and then he missed the next game, and I was like, "This guy is such a wuss. He's such a wuss." He can't, can't take, take the heat. The heat get out of he the stays at he. No, I mean he stays out of the kitchen. That's <laughs> what he does. He can cook, but he stayed out of the kitchen this year. But anyways, okay, that's it. That's that's what we're that's we're wrapping it up there. Uh, this was episode twelve of Chasing Banner. Shout out Scary Terry. Shout out T Row. Shout out Grant Williams. Don't not shout out Evan Turner. That was oh, last week. Oh, that's what it was. Grant Williams. Have you noticed that he has kind of fallen out of the rotation a bit? Have you noticed? Because he's been bad. That's why. Yes. Yeah. He just hasn't been good. I, I don't know why he isn't as good. He's one of those guys that you thought would be better in the bubble. Like, you know, he like no fans, like no pressure. You can kind of shoot a little better. Nope. Not even in rotation anymore. It's a yeah. shame. It's a shame. But it's okay. Robert, Robert Williams, Williams is in it, though. Rob Will and Romeo Lankford. That's all we got to worry about. But thank you guys again. This was episode 12 of Chasing Banners. My name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. There you can find literally any, every, everything you want to know about me. You can find the Twitter handles to Chasing Banners uh, and Hoops Caviar, other podcasts in my bio. You can find the link to my blog. I'm actually getting back on YouTube. I made my first YouTube video before we recorded this. So you can find the links there as well and uh you can enjoy that give that if you give it a like give it a subscribe help me out a little bit and uh ryan uh you tell these people where uh you tell these beautiful people where they can find you on social media all you sexy ass people <laughs> all of you can find no me detected i don't go to dinner first just to let you know 
<laughs> I, will, I will not nah. take you out to dinner. <laughs> Chicken wings and fries. We don't go on dates. Fa- uh, you just that's come a- up with that? No, that's a future line. That's uh from. That's from. Oh, okay. Whatever. I know. I'm, I know. I'm messing with you. <laughs> All right. Whatever. You can find me uh, <laughs> at four hundred one Sheehan on Twitter. Four hundred one for Rhode Island Sheehan because it's my last name. Um, I have my. Wow, I'm going slow here. I'm sorry. I have my own. <laughs> It's really hot in the room I'm in right now. My brain's melting. I have my own podcast called Sheehan's World. Um, I'm currently taking a little bit of break from that. I'm trying to figure some stuff out, trying to make it a little bit better. So I might take a couple of weeks off for that and work on that. Um, short hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong so, with a short hiatus. No, no. I'm just going to make it better. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's all good. It's all good. It's great. Uh, so I basically laid myself off. And then also, yeah. I, basically, I basically just fired myself. Tough times. Sheehan's world is under new operations with COVID by someone not up. named Sheehan. Yeah, I, I, we got to figure out a new name change. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can also listen to the other podcast I got going on with Dante called Hoops Caviar. Uh, that's all NBA podcasts right there. We should start doing stuff with YouTube with that. Um, I think, yeah, I actually had someone reach out to me once and said like, Hey, do you like put this stuff on YouTube? And I'm just like, no, not, I mean, we, we just started out at this point. So it was kind of early on, but honestly we could, I mean, why not? Yeah, no, we honestly should. definitely put that down in the, uh, the ideas section of our notes. Yeah. You writing that down. looks like you're writing something down. No. Yeah. I'm putting that down there. I, I heard and the pen hit the, I heard, I heard the pen hit the pad. You're, that means business. Yeah. It is all business. And then finally, yeah, that's it. Actually, I kind of went through everything. <laughs> that's all we have to oh, say. Oh, check out, check out our merch. Uh, check out the Chasing Banners merch. Um, I got my T-shirt in the mail the other day. It has the Chasing Banners on the front left. It's got the banners that we have on the back in the Coming bottom soon, right corner. Banner eighteen. Coming soon, Banner eighteen. Wicked cool shirt. Actually, the material of the shirt is wicked nice too. I worked out. No, yeah, not not I to brag. I do go to the gym. Um, no, <laughs> I, I, I lift, the, yo. I wore, Yeah, I lift. I lift like two fifty on a on a on a light day. But no, Whatever, I wore bro. it to the gym. Phenomenal fabric. Like it is just like it feels so good. Um, if you use code banners on any of our uh, clothes, we have a Jason Tatum t-shirt as well pga tatum and we also have a hoops caviar shirt as well as well as a sweatshirt for chasing banners yeah uh, which is sick so i'm gonna get banners, one you can get 10 percent off your order there so hook uh hook your boys up buy some merch uh help out the cause and uh rep rep our pods bro i mean we're it's only uh it's only the beginning so if you start out now people are gonna be like wow that is an old vintage shirt. Like you are, you must have been a day one. And That's an OG. Every single person listening here, you're all day one. So we love and respect you all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that, that's I was all. waiting for you. I didn't know if you were going to throw in, like, yeah, I no. love you too, guys. <laughs> we were just kind of sitting there. <laughs> that's all we got from episode 12, though. Now we'll close it out because I'm Yeah, keep we're close. We, we've had this outro for I'm like so, five, I interrupt a lot. That's what I do best. But thank you very much, everyone, for listening to yet another episode. This has been Chasing Banners. The Celtics are my favorite team. If you're listening to the pod, they should be your favorite team, too. If you're listening just to listen, I appreciate you, but go Celtics. And Dante, that's all you. Close it out. Peace, love, and happiness. I love you all. Peace out. Go Celtics. I love you all.